Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Distinguished adventurers! Last time on Dungeon Drunks, the Heralds of Greenest talk over the strange bits of information that they know. Then Seekin uses his powers to let Travancore chat with the heart tree. The tree informs him that it was in constant conflict with a strange creature called an Ublex, and that the Beholder is really a pixie. Bernie uses Dispel Magic on the Beholder and manages to dispel the polymorph and return her to her pixie form. She was turned into a Beholder by the Hags and has been trying to see Ekthiarn to get help. As the group prepares more traps, Ekthiarn himself appears. But the pixie is suspicious. And so our heroes attack! And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunk. That's right! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right, we're fighting a god. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh yeah, Bernie Flamestruck a, a god. Oh, yeah. It was an Ekthiarn! Well, we'll find out shortly yeah. on was, Dungeon Drunk. It's okay. It's yeah, I okay. think it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, maybe. We'll see. This is fine. <laughs> well, you'll know within moments because if, you know, if it is, if it really is a god... That I have some decisions to make. Before before I even did the role, I will say that I was th- really paying attention to what you were saying, Lauren, about this pixie's hand being on the tree and talking to the tree. And I was like, the tree fucking knows. I like it when you pay attention. It makes me happy. I am, of course, your humble DM, Lauren, also known as Obo Crazy. And tonight I am drinking. I had some leftover pumpkin spice Kahlua. Because, yeah, (laughs) because I have weird stuff in my alcohol collection because we don't really have a lot of money for a variety of things. And so I have pumpkin spice Kahlua and chocolate milk. And it's pretty good, but I am also a fan of pumpkin spice. So it it helps. And it is cool and chocolatey. And and that always makes me happy. And we're going to go straight to Jonathan. What are you drinking? because we have something extra special to do with what you're drinking. Is that is that correct? Uh, yes. This is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. And tonight, I have something that was actually prepared by friend of the show, Kyle, a.k.a. Goober the Great. He is making some mead, and some of it is not going to be ready until mm, RTX 2019, maybe? But some of it is ready right now. I have here Smirkin Beard Mead, there is the uh, label, <laughs> and that label is at, oh, was no, actually designed it. by friend of the show Giffy, aka uh, at Hey Giffy on Twitter. I had this the other day. Uh, we were hanging out and playing games and stuff, and it is really, really, really good. It's cherry vanilla, and he has this marked as uh, sweet on his dry, semi-sweet, and sweet scale, but it is very drinkable. I've had like super sweet meat before, and it was not good, but this is this is excellent. So thank you, Goober. 
Wow. And that we definitely need to get pictures for our Instagram because that, oh, yeah, yeah. that looks amazing. Something very Instagram-y. Like, I want, I want, I want you to be as stereotypically instagram as possible for that. We gotta make you an influencer. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get right on that. Influencer. And tonight's shot of Fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to the winner of our contest, Lauren. So, we ran a contest this week for a signed copy of Morton Kanan's Tome of Foes, and a whole bunch of wonderful people, lots of people actually, submitted on Twitter recommendations for characters that the Heralds of Greenest could meet. I now have those people here in this official Luke McKay D&D hat. You can hear them all. And uh, while our podcast listeners are not going to be able to see me pull out of this hat, uh, I can at least do this in front of a my fellow players who can basically they know that i'm not lying about who won so here we go everybody drum roll please and we have a winner and so the shot of fireball and the morning kindness tome of foes goes to a the raging terror friend of the show the raging terror we will be getting your information and we will be sending you a signed copy of tome of foes oh i'm gonna that is also all over it (laughs) (laughs) sure we'll see whether he wants that i i think he probably does so so that is that gets you a book and a shot of fireball congratulations what was the do you know the character suggestion that he made no, I don't, but I can look that up. And if you look at our Twitter, which is at Dungeon Drunks, you can look that up too and see what he suggested. Because I, I only wrote down their usernames. I didn't write down what they, because I, you know, because time. Bernie, what are you drinking? Uh, so it is officially fall. If Since you can't see us, I will let you guys know that our heat isn't on yet. The windows are open, so it's chilly in here. So I'm in leggings and a sweatshirt and the hat that I actually sleep in. And so I'm so ready for fall. So of course it's cider season. And tonight I have a brickwork cider house and it's Queen Street Street 501. So it's semi-sweet. And I'm we're gonna try it because I'm kind of I don't think I've ever had this one. I might have had it once, so this is gonna be a Julia's forgotten if she's had it before slash live tasting. We've been doing this long enough that I'm sure every one of us has forgotten all the things that we've had. Yeah, this yeah. is I feel like I might have had this before. Because I usually have their um, their other, like, I think it's the 1904, but I like this. This is really, really yummy. Also, Good. all my next drinks will be ciders. I went to the store and just got ciders for days. Yay! Yay! I gotta do that. Yay, ciders. So, Raging Terror said, I have a silly mental image of Travancore and Seekin trying to talk with Groot. Related image, if Bernie's lemon tree were secretly sentient, what do you suppose it would say to the party? Yes! Her lemon tree would just be a sass mouth. It would just be like lemon so like voiced by tiffany haddish or something yeah i could see that (laughs) tiffany haddish or is it haddish or haddish i've always heard it pronounced haddish haddish tiffany tiffany if you listen to us oh my god i'll cry (laughs) i honestly i think she's one of the funniest women working in comedy right now and so if she was like if it was just her like her face on all the lemons just like (laughs) being funny just like being funnier than Bernie will ever 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 be able to reach and just like being just commentary like she was the director's commentary of our entire <laughs> i'll work on getting her a guest oh, spot yeah. on our show Do you no, think i'm she sure plays it'll happen D&D? i bet she would make the best D characters i bet she'd be awesome but until that happens carlton what are you drinking so i went to awesome books and comics the other day and uh i found lenin aid so my russian themed drink 
It's a taste worth standing in line for. Uh, it says get hammered in single. Oh, this is what you wanted. This is why you wanted me to do the up yours Putin. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Beware the repressed communist party animal who is really a proletarian in denial masquerading as a bourgeoisie cold war monger. Our five year plan. Drink a bottle a day for five years and become a hero of socialist flavor. Misha, chill down this bottle and chill out. Drink, comrade. Drink or it's time for the gulag. Oh, no. Okay, well, this bottle is funny. How does it taste? It's good to have good soda again. Yay! Yay! Oh, it's been so long since you've enjoyed sodas. Well, I am excited that Carlton finally has a good drink, and I'm excited to find out. Travancore, what are you drinking? I can't believe I have to follow up with with freaking Soviet soda. <laughs> On the week that my my empty nest as communist propaganda thread link bomb, but good people of Faerun, Travancore's choice this evening is a, a new entry or possibly an old one because again, who remembers what we've drank anymore because we've been doing this for so long? It's a new entry in the cider wars. It's Commonwealth Ciders Black Cherry, Ooh. and we're gonna do a, a second live tasting. I took a little bit of it because I forgot that I want to do live tasting, but at the first glance can be this evening, so maybe we'll get a little bit more intel on this. Let's go. And? You don't really taste the black cherry. It almost tastes like it's very dry, surprisingly so, and you don't get any of that black cherry flavor, and there's none of that sponge, although there's no sponge in, in beer. I just, I've just been watching a lot of Great British Baking Show, and I like when uh, Paul <laughs> Hollywood like says sponge. He says it in a great way. Sponge. Sponge. That's how, so he, that's how he says it. Say it one more time. Sponge. 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 Sponge, like a you. Oh, Paul Hollywood. A couple on my tour from the north, and he had, like, he was, like, from Derbyshire. And I just, I was like, I know I'm supposed to talk to you, but I just want you to talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I I have very little business being from Philadelphia, as I am making fun of the way other people talk. <laughs> I don't know if this is making fun. I'm I'm kind of amused by all of this, so. Yeah. You know who doesn't sound funny right now is Ekthiarn. No, he Way to transition. He probably sounds pissed. Yeah. He, he sounded super pissed. In fact, that was the very last thing that happened after Bernie caused some damage. What and Exthearn might have, in a godlike voice, just announced, How dare you? There's a, a shattering silence throughout the clearing that you are in, and there is a moment. What would you like to do? Travancore launches an arrow because he trusts Bernie implicitly. All right. Well, we're gonna have to roll initiative if that's yeah. happening then. Yeah. Because the, you don't I have mean, enough to attack something. So like naturally, after a second, everyone is just like, "That's that's well, a Carlton move." We have a plan. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I do like the idea that Bernie did do a Carlton. I oh, would no. like to strategize him into at least one of the no zones. I put two no zones down. I want them to happen. <laughs> once the DMZ, once the neutral I, zone. I think I think Travancore is gonna get his arrow off before Oof. I get off my management. Uh, I think Ekthiarn might go before all of you. He just rolled a natural 20 on well, his initiative. Shit. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to drink to that. Well, he's a unicorn. Wow. Or is he? Already already, just like a few sips into the smirking beard mead and I'm getting salty. All right, Shadow, what did you get? Three. <laughs> oh, Shadow. All right. Bucks, what did you get? Bucks got a seven. <laughs> oh, Animal Companion's not doing well. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan actually got double digits. A ten. All right, well, we're, we're heading in the right direction. Bernie. 15. Keeps I going up, Carlton. And back down with an eight. <laughs> and oh, back down no. with an eight. And Travancore. 18. All right. 
And yeah, Travancore is going to get to go first of the party. However. Oh, dear. What's that? Ekthiarn is actually going to go first. Because as I said, he rolled a natural 20 on his initiative. And so with anger in his eyes, this unicorn moves forward. She did it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Carlton, we will talk about about snitching later. It will be (laughs) exciting once this land and events buses. So that we'll know what what Carlton threw Bernie under just now. (laughs) Omnibuses have been around for a while. There. So, Ekthiarn actually does not move forward. He looks like he's about to move forward, but then basically he's just bracing himself as his head comes down, his gorgeous mane flowing behind him in a breeze that doesn't seem to be there. The horn shimmers, and then in a 30-foot cube that encompasses everybody except Bernie... I need you all to roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, man, I am great at those. Uh, And Carlton, you still have the negative four, FYI, to your (laughs) ability checks (laughs) and attacks. So, yeah, I need everybody except Bernie to make a wisdom saving throw. That's not good. God fucking damn it, Carlton. (laughs) So let's let's go around the table here. Carlton. Uh, It was a four. And then I remember you reminded me about the negative... D4, so now it's a three. Okay, that's a failure. It could have been a zero. It could have been. Bucks? Bucks, the the small small owl, uh, only gets a ten. That is a failure. How about Jonathan? Jonathan the Magic Muscular gets a seventeen. That is a failure. Damn it. Uh, Travancore? Six. That is a failure. Shadow? Twenty-four, but it's a natural twenty. It's (laughs) a Save a shadow! Me and the bear? I feel like Bernie is like staring at Shadow like, oh god, it's me and you, kiddo, and we're gonna die today. Everybody except Shadow, because of his uh, natural 20, on a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. So when charmed in this way, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. So basically, all of you see pretty colors and lights in front of your eyes and just start staring at them and that is all you do so that's it that is all ekthiarn is gonna do is horn glows and that happens out of the woods comes ekthiarn (laughs) actually no uh it's one of the eladrin that you saw before Mm. and this eladrin calmly walks up to jonathan and puts a hand on Jonathan's shoulder and says, it's going to be okay. And Jonathan, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm using my cloak. Okay. Well, uh, 18. Uh, an 18 does succeed. Okay, so yes, you do take half damage, but nothing else happens. So, I mean, the good news out of this is, so this Eladrin touches you, and you you do manage to avoid the most worst effects of this. And this is familiar. You've been hit with this before, this horrible memory drain. And while the pain courses through your head and you take 22 psychic damage, that's all that happens. The other bit of good news is that because of this, it actually uh, shakes you out of your stupor. And so you are no longer charmed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you take the damage, but you are no longer charmed. But the Eladrin kind of smiles at you a little bit, just like the the vague corners of his mouth. And that is the end of his turn. Travancore, you are currently charmed by this thing. Hmm. Ordinarily, I think of something cute for Travancore to do while he's charmed. 
but I'm not feeling particularly creative. And I think some of Bernie's sass and audacity rubbed off at me, so I think I'll skip right to trying to roll a saving throw to get out of this. You don't. Oh, I don't. Oh, no. Get, don't get to, to do roll anything. a saving throw no! out of this. No! So I can't do anything. So, on to the next person. You get to stare at the pretty lights. Bernie! You watch as most of your companions are now staring off into the distance. You see this Eladrin walk out and obviously hurt Jonathan, but it seems to shake him out of his stupor. What would you like to do? Uh, can Bernie make a check to see if Dispel Magic would work? Uh, sure. Give me a... Give me an Arcana check. Oh, good. The thing I... Well, I don't suck. I'm just not good at it. So it's a straight roll. That's a three. Uh, you're really not sure. Okay. Bernie is going to... Think hard and... Stab Carlton. <laughs> okay. You're going to walk up and... What are you stabbing Carlton with? Uh... I... Well, she's... She wants to hit him, but not hurt him. Like Five finger face slap. She wants to kind of five finger face slap him for like a little bit of damage. You can use your action to basically shake him, slap him, you know, without any damage. I, I will mean, let like, you do I that. I feel like she saw, I don't know if this would, I don't know if this is an arcana check or if this is just like a like perception idea, idea role. We don't have this shit. We do. I just have to come up with a check for you, you to can have. Come up we'll with ask your question. So, yeah. So I, you come up with the check and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the Julia logic. How about that? <laughs> tell me the Bernie <laughs> logic. I like that more. Bernie saw Jonathan get hurt. And come out of his stupor. And she is worried that she will burn a dispel magic and it won't work. And will be where we started. Uh, so she wants to mildly stab Carlton with her dinner knife. Because I assume we all have eating utensils. Yeah. Do a couple points of damage. You could just slap the shit out of me. I don't think slapping you would do enough damage. That's my question. Does she have to do... How much damage would she have to do to smack him out of this? I'll say, since you've already done one check and you've moved, I'm going to say it's your action to do another check to see if you can... Because now you're next to Carlton, so you could do a medicine check next uh, directly next to him, but it'll be your action to do it. Just cut me. I'm just going to cut him. I'm going to cut a bitch. All right. I'm going to cut him with my dinner knife. I don't know what that is, like a because dagger. Because I, like... I snitched. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> well, let's... Let's see if you hit him. He is charmed and essentially incapacitated to get advantage <laughs> on the strike. Strength, so go ahead and right? roll. It's my it's an attack roll plus strength. Sure. Why not? Go. It's an improvised weapon, though. You don't get your proficiency. So roll and add your strength modifier. That's an eight. Okay. You miss. <laughs> I would like you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, great. That's an 18. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens. You on Coco Snoot trotting up to Carlton and... In the, in the six seconds that this is taking place, you're not sure if you want to stab him. You're not sure if you want to dispel magic on him. You're not sure if you want to slap him. You're, you really don't know what to do. And at the very last second, you go to draw out your, your butter knife from your mess kit. And you're going to like slash him and do a couple points of damage. But you stumble and you fall and you fall into him. The two of you are knocked prone. Carlton, you're knocked out of your stupor. There you go. Hey! <laughs> it worked hey! out. Hey! I didn't take any damage either, so that the bonus. So the both of you are knocked prone in this moment as Bernie basically tumbles into you. 
but it knocks you out of your stupor. She's going to, as a free action, lift the butter knife up to him and go, Snitches get stitches, asshole! <laughs> it was a plan that failed! <laughs> I uh, Carlton, know! I'll, as far as you're concerned, Carlton, one moment you're staring at pretty lights and the next minute you're on the ground with Bernie on top of you, like, threatening snitches you with a butter stitches. knife. Jonathan, it's We don't have turn. an episode title. I think we already used that. Yeah, I think we already used that, too. All right. I want to drop a fireball, but I don't think I can without singeing some ancillary trees. So do you think Jonathan would be more offend... Or do you think Jonathan the Magimuscular would figure that it would be more offensive to singe some trees that are in the grove, some random ones, or let these things run run wild in in the grove? It's up to you. What what does Jonathan the Magimuscular think? Jonathan the Magimuscular has a better plan, but we have to we have to hurt both these things. So Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to drop a fireball just ten feet uh, north of him. Okay, it's going to engulf uh, in its twenty foot radius all the creatures uh, except for Bucks and the and the Heart Tree. So it'll sculpt around Bernie, Coco, Snoot. Carlton, Shadow, and Travancore, and myself. So that's the six creatures this can this can go around. But it's going to get trees in like these two in like a south a southeast and northeast corner. Okay. All right. So I'm going to roll a dexterity saving throw for those for uh, Ecthiarn and for the elf that has appeared. Jonathan, I need you to roll a d8. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, trees. Um, roll the... a uh, six. Oh, do I? So Ekthiarn rolled a natural 20 on his dexterity saving throw. Well, well I, I figured he tonight. would probably save anyway. So. He still takes half damage, but, you know, it's a natural 20. The elf does not. So the elf is going to take full damage. All right. Um, Jonathan, uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Yes. Uh, let's see. That is going to be... Uh, that's going to be 36 total fire damage. Okay. As flames swirl around everyone. It's better Except than for Bucks. And except for... Uh, the tree. It almost, if Bernie hadn't done that, it was going, I was not going to sculpt around Carlton. <laughs> I considered not sculpting around, uh, uh, Travancore, but that'd be a lot of damage to his supple ranger self. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a spicy meatball. That's a lot. So, the elf takes the brunt of this as the fireball out. Uh, what's left is a burnt charred for a moment what you think is bleeding elf but jonathan you're standing right next to this thing you recognize the red goop that's coming out of those wounds that's not blood ekthiarn dodged out of the way of most of this and is once again looking hurt from that and also what bernie did before there's this brief moment in where all of you feel like this tingle at the back of your neck like a a shot full of pain just like a psychic oh god that hurt the trees, six of them along the side, are blackened and burnt. They're not destroyed and they're not on fire. The, the fireball didn't completely set them ablaze, but there are six trees along that eastern edge that just look charred. We need an arbor medic. Segan! <laughs> uh, Segan actually, he'll hear you and he'll be like, okay, all right. No, no, not uh, now, not now, but uh, eventually, okay, if, we're, if right. we live through this. So I'll say, if you, he'll stay by, his goal is to stay by the heart tree, but if you tell him to go out to these other oh, no. trees, no, 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 he will. <laughs> no, stay put, just just letting you know. There's okay, all po- right. Post-battle work, hopefully. Okay. Uh, all right, anything else, Jonathan? Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to flex at this thing and say, uh, well, uh, I think we're going to have to 
finish you off. Uh, what, whatever you are, wherever your true form is, bring it out. And let's we're gonna fuck it up. The the elf looks at you and says, "And you will also destroy the grove as you do." And I am okay with that. Oh, From <laughs> the south comes Carlton. Hi, me. Carlton. God damn it. Walks into the no zone. Yes! Hey! Yes! Bernie, what happens? Oh, I forgot which one I put on there. This you would put be the, the thunder second one. That's the second no zone. Yeah, that's the second, that's the second lightning, zone. I want to say. That's lightning like yeah. thunder. Yeah. Let me find thunder. Yeah. Where yeah, is my thunder? Thunder. thunder zone. Go! That is my thunder zone. <laughs> and let me glyph of warding, and it is. Creature takes 5d8 thunder damage. Oh. Is there a saving throw on this? What is, or does it just happen? Uh, dex save. Dex save. Dex save. Okay. So Carlton uh, steps out of the trees to the south, waves at everybody, is in the process of saying hello, steps into the no zone, uh, will succeed on the save. So I believe it takes half damage. It still takes 10 points of damage. The glyph of warding that's in the southern area does go away. Bucks has a, in Bucks's stupor, has a moment in where you he watches as this flash of horrible electricity and thunder go off and just like stop moments away from hitting his owl form as he was just out of the way of it but yes so that goes away it doesn't stop him it's the other carlton is still alive he's gonna walk up to travancore yay who is currently staring off into the middle distance travancore i need you to make a wisdom saving throw Okie doke. Wisdom. I just rolled one of these. Alright, here we go. 20, but soft. Nice! You feel Carlton pat you on the head, like, condescendingly. Ooh, rude. As he probably would. Yeah, like, totally pat you on the head. And when he does, this shot of electricity courses through your brain and into your psyche. You take 22 psychic damage, but you do succeed in not only preventing any further effects, but you do shake out of your stupor and you are no longer charmed. (laughs) What's nice is you guys both took the same amount of psychic damage, and so you're both at the same amount of health, and so it's easy to keep track of on my end. It, it's like I'm using the average damage for some things just to make life easier. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> That's all that Carlton does. Carlton, it's your turn. You're currently prone with a Bernie on top of you, but you're no longer stupefied. So, like, I'm prone. I'm on my back. And I just, like, look, like, kind of turn my head each way. And I'm like, God, God, goop, God, goop, God, uh, God, God. And so I'm going to stand up and then charge X the arm. All right. Uh, I'm going to rage, and then, uh, some, uh, attacks coming at it. Hey, guys. Oh, nice! That's a natural 20. There's a lot of those this game. Alright, uh, and then I get to, as a half-orc, I get to do additional. Hey, I don't have to to work tomorrow. It's all good. Um, in this case, no. Jesus, you rolled up really high. 43 points on the first attack. Okay. (laughs) This thing looks super hurt, this god. I don't think we could take Ekthion down that easily. And this uh, 14, I think, will miss. 14 will miss, sadly. So you charge it up. You get in, like, that that first swing. Yeah, you miss on the second swing, but it's almost because your first swing, like, you almost didn't expect it to dig in that deep. There's still a part of you that's like, is this Ekthion? And so on the second swing, you're almost surprised by the amount of damage your first swing did. Do I notice goop? Oh, yeah. There's goop. There's, There's red goop. goop. There's red goop it's everywhere. It's a goop god. Guys, it's a goop god. I, I, told, you. I told you. I told you. Bucks is currently... I just hear in my head. 
I told you so. Like Bernie, like just <laughs> Bucks is currently still on the ground next to the pixie, fluffed, staring off into nothingness. Oh no! Oh no! So he's, he's still puffed up. Shadow. Okay, Shadow's got some choices ahead of him. He could go after Ekion, could go after Jonathan, but I mean, originally he was going to go after the Goop guy uh, next to Jonathan, but I think now that there's a guy fake Carlton right in front of Shadow, that makes Shadow mad because Carlton's like his hero. He's like what Shadow wants to be when he grows up. Aww. So fake Carlton's going down. So Shadow's going to move into flanking with uh, with Travancore directly across. Sure. And from there, he oh thanks. Um, he is going to bite him. Okay. Well, twenty one. Hey, that's good. absolutely radical. He gets a mouthful of Carlton for ten points for ten points of damage. Nice. Gets a mouthful of Carlton. Hey, remember that time Shadow was staring at Carlton naked? Oh dear. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? Oh now? no. Hey, remember because that Shadow time? Bring that up and now. then I said, "Hey, mouthful of Carlton." Wink. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> Shadow can smell that this is not Carlton. There's a faint odor. There's like a a weird sulfurous smell to this thing and so there's no hesitation when it comes to biting down on this thing it may look like carlton it may sound like carlton it doesn't smell like carlton and he comes away with a mouthful of goop That's anything else yeah. no carlton has a special brand of stank he does <laughs> yeah yeah shadow's done okay it is ekviarn's turn ekviarn looks at carlton and says how dare you you're not real and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Damn it. I'm so great at these guys. No, I'm not. I need to preemptively charm you before we get into every attack. You know? I know. I just... Uh, 16. Sadly, a 16 does not do it as you oh, are no. dominated by Ekthiar. Oh, he dominates you and he looks at you and he says, you can rectify this. Stop. Nothing with my rectum. Stop your companions at any cost. That ends his turn. Actually, no, that doesn't end his turn. Wait, was that now, a spell? No, never mind. It's it's too late. Uh, he already saved. So, uh, so he orders you to stop your companions, and then because you're a friend of his now, he's gonna move. And he's gonna move over to Bernie, and that ends his turn. The elf that's next to Jonathan is looking pretty rough. Jonathan, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's going to be a 22. You do save. It looks at you and it tries to hold you fast, but you are familiar with this spell and you manage to make the save. Travancore, it's your turn. Okay, Shadow's got fake Carlton well in hand, so Travancore is going to launch an arrow at uh, quote-unquote Ivan Ekthiarn Ooze. Okay. Uh, it's going <laughs> to wow. be just a regular arrow. Uh, I'm not going to risk uh, missing it with, um, with the sharpshooter yet, so hopefully this will be enough. Will a 26 hit Ekthiarn? 26 will hit. Awesome. Go ahead and do damage. All right, it's going to do... Oh, I'm an idiot. I should have cast Hunter's Mark on him. Ah, crap. It's not too late to do that beforehand, right? Or... Uh, it's too late to do it now, but you can Next cast turn. Hunter's Mark at the end of this turn on something else, so... That's true. Okay. All right, well, let's see. I'll just do the damage then. Bummer. It's so out of... Like, freaking Hunter's Mark, that's like... Travancore 101. Oh, I am so out of practice. It, Jonathan the Magimuscular has made many mistakes this fight so far. It happens. All right, so let's go to hit Ekthion for 11 damage. Describe in gory detail the death of this yes. creature. Oh, yes. Woo! 
Didn't need Hunter's Mark after all. Okay, wow. I feel like I, I stole something from, from Carlton Tanks. All That's right, fine. So... Otherwise, I was going to fuck some shit up. And yeah, it be I, had a, I had a plan. I was like, I hope this does enough damage that I can just kill him on the next turn. I was going to throw Bernie into the no zone. <laughs> so this is, this is going to... I'm actually really glad I got to do this because this speaks to the Travancore-Bernie arc in terms of trust and mistrust and relationship and bears and, and deals <laughs> with devils and stuff. When Bernie, like, said, this is an Ectheon and cast the Victor Flame, Travancore didn't need to think. He trusted her implicitly and immediately because Travancore may not always trust what Bernie says, but she trusts everything she does. So there's no hesitation, no doubt. He knew. If Ectheon hadn't won that, like, Travancore would have launched an arrow right at him anyway. So he's, got, he's glad he gets a chance to put down this, uh, this imposter, the charlatan. And he also figures... Ectheon seems like the magnanimous but He's not the blustery, angry god type. He doesn't... That's not his brand. That's off-brand for Ectheon. So, <laughs> Arrow goes into the Goop Monster. Goop Monster goes down. This time, for a change of pace, I want the Arrow to have gone into his brain just south of where his horn would be. I feel like the Arrow flies past Bernie very closely. And she doesn't even look back at Travancore and she just stares at the Ectheon and she goes, I told you you were going to die today. So here's what happened. Travancore launches this arrow and yeah, right into the brain pan. Bernie trusts that arrow to go where it needs to go and not anywhere near her. This creature that looks like the unicorn god that you've come to know melts into a pile of goo. Bernie, I need you to roll a perception check. I need you to burp and then roll a perception check. (laughs) No, those are from behind the paywall. It's just a burpy night, guys. Cider makes you burp. Bread makes you fat. Cider makes you burp. Nine! All right, so here's what I'll say you notice. As you turn to look at Carlton, expecting Carlton to, like, have... Sna- like, you all see and hear him announce... Ekthiarn announce Carlton to go do this thing. So you've all been given a little bit of warning. So you look at Carlton. He still looks like he wants to kill you. Uh, Travancore, anything else you want to do? Well, Shadow's going to use his reaction to bite into fake Carlton. Sure. And he has advantage because still flanking with uh, with our ranger buddy. All right, high rolls a 19. That hits. All right, another bite for another 13 damage. Ooh, max damage. Nice. Nice. Fake Carlton is looking pretty rough. More goop is falling off. It looks. It almost looks like it shuddered when Ekthiarn died and is having a harder time holding itself together, but it still looks like Carlton. Travancore... Thinks to himself very briefly, there's no church in the Feywild. All right. That that was for you, John. <laughs> as as <laughs> Travancore does work and and has thoughts, Bernie, you watch Ekthiarn basically get destroyed into goop, but notice that Carlton still is looking murderous. Bernie's going to cast Dispel Magic on Carlton. It's my turn, right? It that yes, it is your turn. That she's is exactly... gonna cast it at uh she's gonna cast it at a fourth level. Okay. I still need you to roll. Okay. Please, oh! yeah! <laughs> twenty Everybody drink. <laughs> wow, there's been so many of them this this round. Wow. I'm well it's a good thing you did as y'all. dominate person is definitely higher than a fourth level. However, your dispel magic, once again. <sighs> right through Carlton. Carlton, for a moment, you're thinking about throwing Bernie into the no-zone. You think it would be very poetic, because your friend told you to. And then suddenly you realize, no, Bernie is your friend. What are you doing? I just hear in the back of my head in Bernie's voice, cut this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Carlton, cut it out. Carlton! Carlton, get your shit together! 
All right. Anything else, Bernie? Uh, let's Let's totally go to Thanos, you too. Say sorry, little one. Who am I? (laughs) Oh, God. Bernie is going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. Where would you like to put it? He's going to put it next to the thing attacking Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Okay. Because he needs needs a buddy. Don't we all? It's going to look like Carlton. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, is it just going to be like a stiff Carlton that's just going to like swing through like a Carlton sword? <laughs> yeah, it's just got like a head. It's just going to be like. You're going to beat it to death with a Carlton? Gonna... Here's what I'm going to say. To, to keep it on brand, it looks like a bust of Carlton. Nice. <laughs> Very distinguished. Do you want this thing in flanking with Jonathan or? Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. Hold on, let me double check. But I think 20 feet is as, no, because 20 feet is its movement. Oh, 60 feet. Yeah, I can go and flank it. Then yes, you can. Okay. Oh, wait, it's not flanking Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Heel turn. Chair to the back Jonathan, of the back. Jonathan, like, looks at this thing. I think for a moment as it moves to get into flanking, it pauses in flanking with Jonathan just to fuck with you. Just <laughs> in the middle of a life or death end of the world fight, Bernie's going to fuck with you just a little bit. Yeah. That's very on brand. Okay. And then <laughs> go ahead and make, make your attack. Bust of Carlton. Uh, well, so not honored. so great. That's an 11. Did you roll that with advantage? Oh, yeah. 26. All right, that will hit. <laughs> roll damage. And that's going to be that's going to be 1d8 force damage plus 5. Just a little bit of extra 11 damage. Not too shabby. All right. This elf staggers under the weight of your spiritual bust and seems to once again uh Jonathan you notice when Ecthiarn had dissolved you s- notice this thing shudder a little bit and it seems to be having trouble also holding itself together but it is still there barely i think that's all bernie can do jonathan it is your turn speaking of bears i would like to throw a i say to shadow shadow uh. i need your fire bear now <laughs> and i put a fireball uh, right in between Shadow and the uh, fake Carlton. I'm casting it at fourth level. Uh, so I should be able to sculpt around five things. And that's going to be Jonathan the Magimuscular, Shadow, Bucks, Travancore, and the Heart Tree. Okay. Yeah, fuck Seekin. Oh, no! Where is Seekin? Oh, He's no! by the tree. Which, where by the tree? He would be in your fireball. Oh, no. He's okay, I cast it at fifth level and, and include Seekin. Maybe. Oh shit! And the pixie and your yeah, maybe, owl. Maybe maybe just some. Well, he called I don't out know, some magic missile or something. I don't know. Like uh, no, fiery no, sphere. They have a classic here. So <laughs> all right, all right. I can as soon as I see uh, I see Seekin kind of peek out and go like, huh? Like, God, <laughs> probably just yeah. waving at you. So <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's all right. We're gonna. You just. It's gonna be more work for you. And I put a fireball. Uh, right at my feet. Okay. And so that'll get more trees, but will oh, no. <laughs> exclude the whole tree, the heart tree area. We're beginning okay. to wonder if you have other spells that you like to use or just fireball. I do, but this, for this particular, I had a plan, but that version of Echiar was not what I thought it was going to be. So I'm using something else. Okay. Seeking, you brought a pyromaniac to your grandpa's grove. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is on brand. And, uh, <laughs> it is. It is. Episode is on brand. On brand. On brand fireballs. Okay, I need Jonathan. I need you to roll another d8. Okay. Um, and then these two creatures have to roll some dexterity saving throws. Uh, both of them are going to succeed, but they'll still take half damage. 
Uh, it's going to be 32 fire damage. And then the eight uh, roll low. Two. So it's 32 fire damage, but they'll take half. So you almost drop it on top of Seekin and the Pixie and then move it at just the last second. And something about moving at the last second lets these two creatures dodge out of most of the damage. But it means two more trees get blackened and burnt. And all of you, once again, feel this sharp, like, weird pain. Almost like the same pain that this creature was doing to all of you when it would touch you. Just, like, almost psychically. Just a stab of pain and then it goes away. The good news is, Jonathan, would you describe in gory detail the death of the elf creature that was next to you? So Jonathan the Magimuscular, like, throws up the bead. He, you know, smashes all the, the components together, throws up the little blue bead. And as he's throwing, he looks at Seekin and uh, and the fair- pixie and is like, shit, and just, like, sends it up. It still comes down almost on his feet and just engulfs the elf. It's it's one of those things where, like you said, they they see that I fucked up, so they're like, uh, uh, and then, but it it doesn't matter. It lands near the elf, and he just just erupts in flame. Okay, Jonathan, I need you to roll a uh, perception check, please. All right, I don't need to bring that up. I can just roll this. Uh, that's gonna be a nineteen. Excellent. You burst this fireball. You focus on this elf creature that you know isn't really an elf you know it's this thing that the tree told you about you watch it dissolve into a pile of goo and slowly dissipate but for the first time you actually kind of pay attention for a second and you notice there is a line almost like a a spider's thread of red something that shoots off into the trees and while you can't see exactly where it goes you catch exactly the direction it goes into before you lose it in the trees as this thing dissolves and the line goes away it's almost as though this thing had a uh, this elf had a tether into something in the trees to the east we want to thank polymorph crafts for sponsoring this episode polymorph crafts offer stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need game day and stay organized at the table Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze, and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. So this code expires on October 7th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. B-O-A-R-F-I-R-S-F-R-O-W-S-E-N-T. 
So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Jonathan, the Magimuscular, yells, The Ublex is in the east! I saw I saw it's, it, how it controls these things. It's in the east! It's in the east! In All the right. trees! With that, it is the Carlton's turn. Not Carlton, but the, the Carlton. Carlton. See? X! I have the X on the head. Who smiles <laughs> at Travancore. Wait, does this one have an X on its head? It does not. Alright, good. It also smells like sulfur, so everyone's pretty well aware. It's also attacking things. Although in this moment... As all of this happens, it smiles at Travancore and then dissolves into nothing. I was going to beat the Carlton with my Carlton. I was going to go fuck myself. Well, Carlton, for reasons, will stay in initiative order as you you all watch this thing dissolve into the nothing that you've now seen several times. Carlton, what would you like to do? Jonathan, to the east. To the east. I run to the east. Okay. I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, nice. 22. Nice, nice, nice. Excellent. You managed to avoid all of the holes that you and Travancore put into the ground <laughs> all those hours ago. You remember oh, yeah, just the last those. second. It's like, oh, whoopsie, and jump over it. How far are you going? Where are you going? What are you trying to do? Are you just running uh, east? I'm trying to find this thing that Jonathan said was to the east. Okay. How far are you running? I've got 45 feet, so I'll move 45 feet. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and make a perception check. 15. Okay. As you've been warned by Jonathan to look for this thing, you jump over the holes, you run off. You really, you know east, but you don't exactly know where to look. And so you're scanning the trees and you see something. It's about 40 more feet off into the woods to the east and a little bit to your south. There seems to be some red goop. All right. Action then will be the dash to get up onto it. So that's another 45 feet I can move. Okay. And then action surge so I get my attacks. Okay. You run up to it, dodge through the trees, and you just manage to get next to it. And it is a gigantic pile of red ooze. Somebody the, hit you with the ugly stick. Uh, you see pseudopods coming out of it. And you watch as a tiny little red line that seemed to be off into the distance to the west comes back into it. All right. And it's uh, just... Yep. Yep. Nope. Uh, I don't like that sound, so he's getting the sword. All right. So 17 to hit. Uh, That does hit. Do I need to separate it? Uh, In this case, no. All right. Uh, 17 points. Okay. Your sword cracks into this thing. It hits it like an ooze, and it, it cuts deep into it, the lightning crackling around it. You pull the sword back out, and it kind of reforms around itself. That's another crit. All right. Damn. Drink. Go ahead and roll damage. Out of drink. Forty-three points. Describe in gory detail the death of this creature. (gasps) Yeah, we killed the (laughs) Ublex. So the first one, I kind of sink in, and I see that it's like separating, and I go, I keep slashing at it. I'm like, fuck you, fuck me, fuck the Eladrin, fuck the Ectiarn, fuck everything about you, and like a mad chef just like chopping, and like little bits of Jello are going up in the air. Yeah, and you do. And it takes a little while to hack this thing. Like, you hit it the second time, and it's a grievous injury that just, like, almost cuts this thing in half. And then eventually you just keep whacking at it until it is just... My thought is that if it's no longer a giant mass, then it's not a problem. 
it it is now just individual congealed masses of this red it's almost like blood except congealed blood and just lying all over the forest floor some of it is now melting into the floor but whatever it was before it could do anything else it definitely you've you've destroyed it all right so i'll come back in a round because i'm 80 feet out and at this point we yeah. are out of initiative. Uh, and then I'm like just covered in red goop. And I just like slop it off of my face. I'm like, don't ask. Uh, what? No. What? What? No. So, did you get it? I, uh, as, remember that time we fought a bunch of jello? Yeah. No. It was a I lot don't like that, except I think I was there. there. Well, there's but always room for fighting jello. I made it not a big thing anymore. And I made it lots and lots of tiny things. And. The tiny things weren't moving. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to go take a look at it just to make sure. Uh, hey, Seekin, we, we uh, trees need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can give me a perception check. All right. Because someone lit them on fire. I mean, I know. Oh, I'm I sorry. Did. I, just, I did know, say I that you lit that them I do. on fire. Uh, that's going to be a seven. Sacred okay. You give Seekin this order and you run off fire. towards where this this creature was. Uh, Seekin kind of nods and starts moving off to where the the burnt trees are the pixie is still standing on the ground next to your owl bucks and the the pixie is still has her hand on the tree and you see her like sigh and nod and goes he he says he's dead he says this thing is that is dead that's good the the ooblex is dead that's good and then she takes her hand off the tree and puts it on bucks and like very gently shakes your owl it's just like the owl owl creature owl birdie celestial creature hello and just like a gentle shake and bucks goes and shakes himself out of the stupor that he was in jonathan you reach what seems to be a pile of destroyed congealed blood on the ground what would you like to do i'd like to take a sample sure what are you gonna put it in his butt. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Their butt is, as we know, the greatest pocket of all time. My uh, my u- wizard utility belt. I mean, I just use some like components. Could I like? Is there something that's like a vial that's like not quite full? That I just I don't want a lot of it. I just want a little bit of it. Well, this is gonna sound weird for me to say, but it's actually a good thing. The vast majority of the components you use, the the spells shouldn't be eating those components. So it's not like. Because you don't have to replace those all the time. Most oh, of the time, you I just see what need you're it. Saying. So unless it says it in the spell that it consumes the components, like say one of the reasons Bernie wants a diamond is because it consumes the diamond. That's why she needs more than one. That's why you only need like a component pouch. So I don't think you cast any spells that consume to the components. The good news is you can still cast your spells and everything, but you haven't opened up a vial. I'll say. What is in an adventurer's pack? That's a good question. There's a water skin. There's water skin. Yeah. So you can dump that out and just drink straight from the jug. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan the Metamuscular is going to empty out his water skin and uh, and try and collect a little bit of this goop. Okay. Are you just, like, with your hand scooping it in he's there? Gonna, he's going to use the mage hand. He's going to use the mage hand as a scoop and try and get it into the water skin carefully. Okay. So he's going to try and minimize his contact with it. What about the Everfresh box? I've got a heart in there. No, I don't have a heart in there. I do have the Everfresh box, actually. The That's only a- reason I think of that is because Travancore can think of all kinds of dangers of taking something that was from the Feywild and bringing it back to our world. And the only thing you can think that can possibly contain it or maybe neutralize it until you get it somewhere it could be studied. 
would be the uh, the Everfresh box. It's the first thing that comes to his mind. That's a good call. Bernie's got that in her pouch if you would like to call her over. Well, Jonathan, I'll say at this point, Jonathan, you've successfully scooped a bunch of the goop into the like water skin. It out, like, <laughs> so if you would, yeah. Yeah, if you'd gonna, like I'm to gonna, bring uh, it over and hear Travancore make this suggestion. Yeah, I'll, uh, hey, Bernie, can I see that? And I'm going to, uh, to frosting. What's that thing called that you squeeze frosting out of? Piping, a piping bag. bag? A piping bag. Yeah, yeah, he's going to piping bag the, the, the little bit of the ooplex that he got into the, uh, into the uh, Everfresh box. He's like, oh, if I can. Wait, 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 we will definitely do that because if this if if this is going to make a baby ublex, then yeah, probably not a good idea. But if if this is like just a toe, then probably okay. Jonathan, that's not how babies are made. Carlton, I know how babies are made. Thank you. <laughs> but whose babies are made different? If you recall, uh... we did fight Jello once. Yeah, so definitely let's run it by Ekthion and make sure he's okay with us taking a sample yeah, of the ublex. I think if Ekthion look. We can keep it in the... Is the Everfresh box big enough to just keep the piping bag in? <laughs> A.K.A. Jonathan the Bad Vuscular's former water skin. It's yeah, not, that's... I'm, not I'm piping mentally bag. sure, because it's not that huge of a box, but it is big enough for... Because Bernie doesn't want to ruin her Everfresh box with this nastiness. Especially okay. since your water skin is, is malleable. It is not a, a hard thing. Yeah, you could... Nothing else will fit in the Everfresh box, but you could put your water skin into the Everfresh box and make it work. Okay. Yeah, I'll that's what that. Bernie's going to ask you to do, because she's going to be like, um, I don't really want you to frost the box with that. Yeah. So... No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, yeah. do not pipe with Ublex. Meanwhile, Seekin is over on the east side. He's got... Uh, his hands out touching two of the burnt trees and he seems to just be standing there touching the trees and nothing is happening oh no hey bud i know the answer i probably know the answer i'm almost positive i know the answer but is there anything i can do to help you with these trees are you just calling out to seekin or are you like what what uh, I'm, I'm along that edge line where he is where we yeah. burnt the trees uh make a perception check uh 23 seekin is crying oh no Oh no! Um, I asked Lancilla. Can you ask the tree if there's anything we could do to save them? Yeah, yeah. No, they they need to be like healed, and I they, they, I think he's trying to. It just it hurts. Healed. Yeah, I mean but they're we we got we we have someone who can do healing. I can do that. Uh, he can do that too, I guess. But it just it hurts. You don't feel that. I felt something in the back during the battle, like sharp pain. Travancore, make pain. a uh, Travancore, make a make a perception check. Okay. 13. The pain's gone, but you know how, like, the memory of pain is still there? And so it almost feels like it hurts? You think about it for a second when this pixie says that, and it's still there. You're you're just doing a very good job of ignoring it. Huh. And Bernie's gonna say, like, so they need to be healed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's doing it. It just, you don't feel that? It hurts. That's a lot of burning. I'm gonna go help him fix that. Seekin, is there a way you can transfer this pain to me? Seekin does not respond. He's still got his hands on the trees, the two next to him. 
tears are just coursing down his face. I put and my hand gently on his shoulder. He's breathing slowly but heavily. And he okay. doesn't, he's still like, Carlton, go ahead and roll a perception check as Bernie walks in over and Travancore, I think you said 13. you walked over too? Yeah, I'll walk over as well. Okay. Where are the trees that are hurt? The east side, all along the east side, like there's uh, eight different trees that have been just scorched. They're not actively on fire, but they, they look like they took the brunt of the damage. It's not like they could roll dexterity saving throws. A Carlton, so you put your hand on his shoulder and you're kind of examining him and you take a moment to look at where he's touching the trees. Very, very slowly out from his hands, you can see the bark almost knitting itself back together and like flakes of ash falling off the tree to reveal bark that is no longer burnt, but it is slow. Gotcha. Okay. It'll just Bernie's take time. Bernie's gonna walk up and she's gonna pat Seekin on on the behind in one of those I'm a gnome and I can't reach your back kind of moves. And she's gonna say, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll do it. And you now actually hear Seekin talk for a second and he, he, his eyes kind of open and there's still tears and he looks down and he goes, can, you, you can heal trees? Um, I can heal creatures and trees are creatures. Are they not? Uh, kinda. Not. I mean, you can try. Well, why don't you sit down on the ground with me? Yeah. No, yeah. I gotta do something. This hurts. You can't hurts. feel that. Sit down. Hold here. Take my hand. He removes one hand from one of the trees and takes your hand, but he keeps his hand on the other one. And Carlton, you can now see that with him basically just focusing on one tree, it the healing is spreading faster, but it's still mm. taking a while. It's and a big And there's burn eight mark. trees? There are a total of eight trees. She's going to use a, her third level mass healing word first, and she's going to get the first six trees. What does healing word heal? Mass healing word, up to six creatures you can see regain hit points. Roll a medicine check. It's a natural 20. Great. You think this will work, but it won't work quite as well as you would hope. They might not get all the healing out of this. Because these are creatures, but they're also plants. So it's... the you're you're going to be able to heal some of it, but you think they're not going to be able to get all of it. So you can definitely help. This will absolutely yeah. help. So Bernie's going to do it a level four spell then. And in order to help her do a better job healing, she's going to say, Seekin. No. <laughs> you know. And you're going to take a break really quick while I do this. So you, you can feel a little better too. You know a lot about plants. It's going to take me a while to make this happen. Can you tell me how plants are built on the inside how long does this spell take to what is bonus the thing action. i'm thinking that is the bonus action but the one that takes 10 fucking prayer of healing prayer of healing prayer of healing. healing is what i'm trying to do i'm sorry guys sometimes right. there are too many spells with the word heal in them yeah there are too many spells <laughs> this there's still six creatures it's just a different amount of stuff that's fine the spells are too damn high that's why I'm double checking. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy McMillan. I was like, it's the ten minute one. It picked. I picked it for being the ten minute one. That's fine. I understand. All right. So Seekin is touching the tree and holding your hand, and you he, you ask him this, and he just kind of shakes his head sadly. Like, and you could just tell there's there's not the words for this. This isn't like as soon as the words come out of your mouth, you can tell by the look on his face. 
This would be like someone asking you to describe anatomy to them, having never seen a, an elf or a human, like in the time that it you would take. Uh, okay. You start to, but you okay. do start to cast the spell. Then she says, "All right, then let's start with this. Let's start with green, Seekin. Tell me about green. Tell me what makes green." Um, and she's gonna cast the spell. Okay. While Bernie's doing that, Travancore has a little bit of healing. He won't be able to do as much as Bernie or Seekin, but he's going to cast Cure Wounds on one of the trees in particular. Just cast one on the, the other tree that's not one of the six. That way we can spread it around. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll pick one of those trees. I'll cast Cure Wounds at a second level. Okay. Bernie, okay. I need you to make a... Actually, I need both of you to make constitution saving throws. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Bernie doesn't really have a constitution. Oh, mine's actually pretty good. All right, let's see. 20 soft. 8. Okay. So different things happen to the both of you. Bernie, you you ask Seekin to start talking to you about the color green. And, and then you start to cast this ritual spell. You can feel it working. And it's not working as much as you would hope. Essentially, whatever they would get, they're getting half that healing okay. from you. Well, then but let me roll that yeah. quick. And we'll get to Travancore in just a second. Oh, it's 48 plus my spellcasting modifier. That's not so bad. Yeah, I mean, even half of your healing is going to help. Plus a whole bunch of other shit that I now need to look. <laughs> okay, 30. All my right. cup in half is 15. It's 15, yeah. And it's 15 to each of those six trees. Over the next 10 minutes, you watch as these trees heal. And it's the same kind of thing that you watched Seekin doing. And where like, and he's doing, still healing this one tree that he's holding onto. He's holding your hand. And these these trees just kind of naturally, it's, it's as though the ash on them, the burnt part of the wood, is just falling away to reveal fresh bark that had never been marred by fire. But as you do this, there's this... That pain in the back of your head whenever these trees got burnt that you felt, it comes back and it doesn't go away. It hurts and it feels like blisters. It feels like you've got blisters on your hands. Like you've had this, not not just the worst sunburn, but like you've actually been burnt and it hurts. And you start to cry with Seekin. And for 10 minutes, the two of you just hold each other's hands and he's holding the tree and you're holding the spell. And by the end of it, there's a, it's not gone, but there's a relief there. And then when Seekin lets go of the tree, the pain goes away. Travancore, how much healing did you do to the one tree? Okay, I did, oh, five. I rolled ones on both of my die. The, the part of you that has been learning how to connect with nature, the, the druidic part of you reaches out to this tree and even though this is a healing spell that is meant for humanoids essentially for creatures you help guide it into the tree and it's not a huge amount but it takes the whole amount and you f you can feel this this tree's pain it hurts it's burnt it's sad it's not upset like, it, it seems to not be upset with you or with Jonathan or with anybody. It's just in pain and it hurts. But you help it a little bit and it feels a little bit better. And you take your hand away. And Seekin kind of looks at the two of you. <laughs> no, that'll that'll help. That'll help. This is going to take me a while. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can do this. I got a, I got a lot of spells to burn, Seekin. And apparently I just own, know them all. Without really having to learn them every day. No, How no, much? no. Just, listen, listen. 
your job was to protect me and mine is to protect the trees. And so this this is my job and I appreciate it. All but right, well, I can do this. I'll stay with you then. Thank you. Bernie, you see a, a spectral hand move over to you and it's got the pearl of power in it. Okay, Bernie will take the pearl and uh, clutch it and get back a third level spell. So you'll have to attune to it, and then you can get it back, but I'll say over the next hour, if you guys would like to just essentially short rest, you can do that. And Seekin will spend that hour, he's just like one tree at a time, just gripping it around the bark and very slowly healing it. And then another one, and fortunately because of, of what you've done, several of the trees already have enough healing that by the time the the hour is over uh, about half of them are like new like like nothing ever happened and there's this weird fine black ash on the ground like you know like they had shed skin or something but it these trees are better now and he he kind of takes a moment after the hour wipes himself off he's sweating he looks tired but he kind of looks over what he's already healed and he's like okay i can I can do some more a little bit, but I, I gotta sit for, for a second, but... Go sit but, down, Seekin, I got this. No, 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 this, this, is, this is my job. This is, this, this is what I'm here to do. Okay. Right? You're here to protect right. me, I'm here to protect the trees. Yeah. I got your back, Seekin. Once you're ready to go, I'll, 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 I'll stand with you and I'll, I'll protect you for anything else that might come out there. Okay. And he goes and he leans up against the heart tree and he, he kind of... Do- he looks like he dozes off for maybe takes his own short rest. Bernie gets up. Does she still burn? No. As soon as you. So over the, the course of these 10 minutes, you basically felt what the trees were feeling. Once it was finished, that pain goes away and you're not actually burnt. It just you could feel it. Yeah. Bernie's going to walk over to Jonathan. She's going to say, I love you very dearly. If you cast fireball again on these trees, I will kill you myself. That's a bit harsh, but okay. You don't, it's okay. It, we can't, we can't do that again. We can't do that again. This was a desperate fight. I didn't want to do that. We've been in a bunch of fights in this grove before, but Carlton got dominated. We were in a bad spot. I needed to, I had to make a choice. I understand. And I know you'd make that but choice that's, again. But threatening to kill me over this? When we won? Look, man, if you want to go heal some trees and feel what they felt, go right ahead. I can't. Then All take... I can do is keep people alive with the tools that I have. I'm Find... sorry that it hurt. And I'm sorry that it came to Find this. Find another tool. I have. We were desperate. We've had a lot of fights in this grove so far. A lot. This is the first time I've done this. And there's a reason why I held back until right now. You're seeking speak up and he's like, It's okay, it's okay. That's that's why I'm here. You know? You you guys get hurt and and Bernie heals you. And the trees get hurt and I heal them. That's that's why. You did good, buddy. You did good. Sometimes sometimes people get hurt in a fight and and that's that's why the, the, the that's why there's healers. And you can't you can't blame the people to you know i know you're just trying to protect them they the trees don't blame you jonathan it's okay it's, it's, just because it hurts doesn't mean it's bad travancore smiles and he says seeking you're pretty cool 
I want to be like you. Uh, you, I, you, I, I learned a lot from all you, and that's that's. I want. I just wanted to be like all of you. I just wanted, you know, I just want to learn how to be brave and caring and fearless and smart, like all you are. And I put my hand on his shoulder, and I was like, "You were brave, caring, fearless, yeah. and smart, my friend. You did See, great." Can, I did that for ten minutes, and it felt like dying. You did yeah. it for an hour. That's a very brave thing to do. Yeah. Jonathan the Muscular moves to the other side of the grove, and Bucks follows. Okay. Feeling the need to for some levity, Travancore makes a off something he hasn't done in like twenty episodes. He's going to do a beard check right here, right now. It's happening. He's going to sun in Belmont this thing. All right. So what's the check in? Is it insight? Is it perception? It's a perception check. All right. If I remember correctly. Ten. Because he's not as cool as he can. He may never be. You're still, like, this whole thing, the last hour has been weird and upsetting and tense and enlightening. And you pull the mirror out to check your beard, but you can't help but look at your friends. You're looking at the mirror, but you're actually looking at Jonathan as he moves away. And you're looking at Seekin as he closes his eyes. And you're looking at Bernie as she looks upset. And you're looking at Carlton as he's standing there being protector of everybody. And so you can't really focus on your yourself at this moment. I'm going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 22. You still have a beard. <laughs> All still there. <laughs> you find beard. You, you, you take this moment and you, you regard your friends first because your friends always come first. And then you're like, but how's my beard? <laughs> yeah. But how's my beard? Is, is there more gray or less or about the same? It's about the same. Like, okay. you just, you All feel right. like you, like, now that you've, like, regarded your friends, and now you can kind of focus, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a little unkempt. It's been a little, the last couple of days, you haven't really been able to, like, sculpt, but yeah, you still have a beard. I, I walk over to Bernie and I say, there's no way you can understand. Like, he doesn't get it. They're people. I understand that I feel differently, perhaps, about it than Seekin, who is quicker to be okay with I understand that he did what he had to do. I just think we can find another way. I agree. And I think you made your point. Like, do you have counterspell, Bernie? Actually, do I have fucking counterspell? What an interesting question to ask me. What level is counterspell? Third. Third level. Uh, my bard has counterspell. I do not. Yeah. Um, Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I was like, do I have counterspell? Like, Bernie would know if she had counterspell. Julia, Julia's got to look at the spell list. Well, anyway, like, I'm on, Travancore is going to say, Bernie, it won't come, hopefully it won't come to that. I, I think the danger is past. I hope it has at least. I honestly think the thing that was coming to get us is, well, I think it's dead in an ever fresh box. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, as you walk over to the side of the grove, uh, kind of in the corner where, well, not corner, but at the edge of where Segan had created this wall of thorns, Bucks comes over and lands on your shoulder and kind of starts to knead your shoulder a little bit. Yeah, all right, buddy. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I made a lot of mistakes that battle. I did, I wasn't paying attention. And I should have, I should have sent you away. There, You shouldn't have ever been there. But I felt like it was better to be quick about things but yeah i didn't uh i let a lot of stuff through that i that i didn't that i normally don't i'm usually more on top of that so i'll i'll be more careful jonathan the muscular flexes sadly <laughs> sad flex. do sad your flex. muscles make like a frowny face 
Yeah, yeah, I figure like this is a happy flex. This is more of a like the hold on, I'll demonstrate. Oh, right, here we go. <laughs> like like a hug flex, like a it's very yeah. modest flex. Yeah, like, yeah, like you're giving a yourself sad flex, a little, I, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, a little hug flex. Hold on, can we pause for a second? I need you to know that I made that decision based on how Bernie would feel and not how I yeah. actually I know, feel about I know. how yeah. okay, Jonathan, I just really Jonathan yeah. the Magic Muscular is still sad. Being. I know, yeah. Jonathan the Magic Muscular has a right to be sad, but I don't want to go down that road again where someone thinks that they as a person believe this when it's this was a what does a person who heals people for a living and has felt for the very first time their pain as she heals them feel about this yeah, was, decision yeah. okay yeah, that's fine it was a character moment actually and you know what i'm happy we took this moment because yeah i mean and jonathan the magic muscular has every right to be upset about that moment for a variety of reasons and so yeah but yeah but thank you for stopping i think that's good to have the moment especially since we're sad flexing Jonathan, as you sad flex and Bucks needs your shoulder a little bit, you hear a voice, a sadly familiar voice, but a voice nonetheless that sounds like Ekthiarn. Oh, God. That says fights are difficult, but protecting those you love is never a bad thing. And you look into the trees and you see about 25 feet away, almost, almost standing at a respectful distance, Ekthiarn. And there's this awful moment in where you doubt. You're not sure. Because you've been misled so many times. I cast Flame Strike. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I don't even have Flame Strike. It's not a wizard spell. And your eyes meet his. And there's a moment in where this being whatever it is what you hope is at the arm what you don't know meets your gaze and you hear him softly say thank you jonathan the Muscular is pretty sure that fake at the arm wouldn't thank us so <sighs> thank uh glad you're back uh it's been kind of a mess oh um so <laughs> uh jonathan the Muscular points to where the no zone is so like uh so we made some defenses, as you can see, and one of those is a is an undetonated um, glyph of warding over there. We refer to it as the no zone. None of you heard Ekthiarm, but you now hear Jonathan like talking, saying all of this off into the trees. So again, Jonathan the Magimuscular kind of like prestigitates himself. He like does a little presti- uh, prestigitation on Bucks to get off the dirt from his <laughs> from his, so like foop and clean owl. So. But you you say this and everybody, no one's heard Ekthiarn talk, but everyone hears you talk and kind of turn to look and still 20 feet off in, in the trees. Once again, as, as though like being slow and careful, you, you now all hear Ekthiarn say, I appreciate the warning, but it is not necessary. And now the unicorn steps out of the trees and comes up besides where Jonathan and Bucks are, just outside of the no-zone, looks over at where the no-zone is. You could swear you see a smile on the face of this unicorn. It's it's like this this indulgent, like, this is awesome smile at what none of you can physically see anything. <laughs> it's just a field of grass. You just happen to know there's there's a glyph of crazy on there. Uh, looks over lightning. <laughs> they have those, by the way. <laughs> That's true. It's a different glyph. Looks over at the ring of of thorns that have built been grown into these trees. Looks over at 
Travancore, you're pretty sure looking past everybody off into the trees on the east and to the south where you know there are holes in the ground to stop stuff, looks directly at the heart tree and nods and says, so there is no more Ublex. No, Bartholomew, you died. We chopped them up and put them in a box. Oh, yeah, we... uh... <laughs> Point of order, uh, we have a little sample of the Ooplex in my water skin in Everfresh box. I I am a member of an arcane order, and I figured they might want to study something like that. But I, uh, Travancore mentioned that it prob- we should probably run it by you first. Ekviarn looks over at you, Jonathan, and nods and says, If you and your order can learn from it to prevent it in the future then you have my blessing. And then it looks at all of you and says, I know this has been hard. And then looks directly at Seekin and says, but you have done well. And now, we should discuss your payment. And with that, we'll pause here. Blink, blink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yeah. next time we get together, Ekthiarin's going to discuss your payment because you were essentially asked to work this so we'll see what he has to say but first let me give you some let me give you some experience for this was an amazing session for defeating the ublex after many many attempts for a wonderful moment with the trees around the trees and during the trees i will give you a total of four thousand five hundred experience to split between the four of you Hey, Elder Ublex are are no are and and this one was beefed up a little bit. So those of you at home who are like, why did this thing not do the things that's in the book? It did things that are not in the book. It's well because I make changes. And next time we get together, Ekviarn's back, baby. He's back. Yeah. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Colin Kalen, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.